Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, June 19th. Today is Juneteenth, and on this day in 1865, Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, with news that the Civil War was over and all remaining slaves in Texas were free. In 1964, the United States Senate approved the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That law prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. It passed 73 to 27. In the entertainment world, this lasagna-eating orange cat made his debut in a comic strip on this day in 1978. Can you name the cat? I'll have that answer for you in just a few minutes. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Monday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sofi. A partly cloudy, warm and muggy, dry start to our day. But take advantage of the dry weather first half. Rain chance goes up as we head through lunchtime and into this afternoon with scattered showers and thunderstorms. High temperatures today will be in the mid to upper 80s. And we'll be in the mid 80s for most days this week. More clouds and sunshine Tuesday, Wednesday, first day of summer. And Thursday and Friday, about a 60% chance of rain each day. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. New this morning, the South Carolina Highway Patrol says a motorcycle rider has died after colliding with another vehicle. It happened yesterday at the intersection of Martin Luther King Road and Parkersville Road. Troopers say a car was heading west on MLK Road when and was turning left onto Parkersville when it collided with a motorcycle heading east. The driver of the motorcycle died at the hospital and the driver of the car was uninjured. Highway Patrol is still investigating. 16 years after nine Charleston firefighters lost their lives battling a large fire at a West Ashley furniture store, a remembrance ceremony was held to remember and honor the first responders who died serving their community. Emily Johnson was at the Charleston 9 Memorial Park and brings us more. 16 years after the nine firefighters lost their lives, the community, their family members and leaders gathered to remember the importance of firefighter safety and the lives of the fallen. At the time, the Sofa Superstore fire was the highest firefighter fatality tragedy in the U.S. since the September 11th attacks. Recent renovations have been underway to the memorial located at the site of the incident, and the memorial remained under construction during the ceremony. The department recently hired 42 new firefighters and leaders planned to instill the Charleston 9 story throughout their training. Mainly that uh, we're here to serve them every day, no matter what. And... We, we do that no matter what's happened in the past or what, no matter what we plan to happen in the future. But we do it better today because of the sacrifice that was made here. We, we made advances in the equipment. We made advances in our training. We made advances in the size and scope of our department and what we do. And all of that is aimed really to, to create a safer Charleston. Once the Charleston 9 Memorial is completely finished, firefighters say that they are looking forward to the site being a learning location and remembrance point for firefighters all across the country. Reporting in West Ashley, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. An opening ceremony and dedication for a historic black Catholic cemetery will take place this morning. Officials with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charleston have created a memorial park to honor and bless the more than 1,000 buried at the St. John Cemetery. Carolina Catholic professionals, Dominion Energy, and Southland Landscape Management helped out with this project. 
You can watch the live stream on the Diocese of Charleston's YouTube channel or their Facebook at 10 o'clock this morning. The Low Country Juneteenth Week Festival will host the Legacy in Black Awards today. This event was rescheduled to tonight due to weather. It will pay tribute to those who have made significant contributions to the community and culture, including former police chief Reggie Burgess, attorney Thad J. Daughtry, Lawrence L.J. Hugey, Kenya Dunn, and Carlos Dunlap Jr. of the Kansas City Chiefs. There will be live music, dancing, and of doors of uh, ensuring a delightful culinary experience for all attendees. The event is tonight from 7 to 10 at The Wanderer. And the community is coming together to build and deliver a battalion buddy bears for local children of deployed military service members today. Operation Gratitude is joining volunteers from 4 to 7 at the Isle of Palms Exchange Club to hand stuff 300 teddy bears. They say... The special bears serve as a reminder to the children of those deployed that a grateful nation stands with them. The battalion buddies will be distributed at Joint Base Charleston over multiple deployment family events. The opening day ceremony of the International African American Museum is less than a week away. The museum itself will not open officially until June 27th, but the grand opening celebration is Saturday, June 24th. You are invited to join the free celebration for the museum's dedication that's being led by Boeing South Carolina Dream Learners. The celebration will be at Marion Square from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It'll include live performances from the African American Songbook, featuring a 12-piece band, local musicians and artists. There will also be food served by black-owned food trucks. Now, before the museum opens its doors, Live 5 wants to give you a special sneak peek. I Am Charleston is airing this Thursday, June 22nd, on Live 5 News at 7.30. You'll meet the people who helped make the dream a reality, and you'll learn what you can expect on opening day. So make sure you tune in. I am Charleston will air live anywhere you watch Live 5. Today marks Juneteenth, the day to celebrate freedom and remember those who were enslaved. While some are celebrating the day off, others are hard at work fighting for a brighter future. Ariana Harris joins us live this morning with one of those efforts. Good morning, Anna. What can you tell us? Good morning, Katie and Nick. 160 years ago, President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation that freed all slaves in the United States. Two centuries later, some black leaders in the community say more work still needs to be done. Representative Wendell Gilliard says one of the most concrete things the state can do is to pass a hate crime bill. Gilliard says he's been trying to get this hate crime bill passed for the last six years now. The legislative session did end last week with some forward progress, but moving out of the House, but stalling in the Senate. Gilliard's bill would add penalty enhancements to things such as race, color, sexual orientation, or even things such as mental and physical disabilities. Despite how you look at it, South Carolina is one of two states that does not have a hate crime bill. Gilliard says we are in we are on the wrong side of history. And despite this legislator, legislature not passing, Gilliard says progress does take time and promises to look at it again next year. Reporting live, I'm Anna Harris, Live 5 News. 
Former South Carolina governor and presidential candidate Nikki Haley will be in the Lowcountry today. She's hosting a town hall in Monk's Corner this afternoon, one week after GOP opponent Tim Scott announced his endorsements at an event in Spartanburg. CEOs with the Berkeley Electric, Santee Cooper, and Central Electric Power Cooperative will also be in attendance. The town hall will take place at Berkeley Electric Cooperative on Highway 52 at 1.30 this afternoon. South Carolina Republicans have set February 24th as the date of their 2024 presidential primary. If that move is approved, it'll give GOP candidates more time to campaign in their first stop in the South. The Republican National Committee needs to approve the plan. The move comes as both major parties try to solidify their voting calendars ahead of the 2024 nominating process. During the meeting over the weekend, the GOP members approved former President Donald Trump as the speaker at the August 5th Silver Elephant Gala, the party's signature fundraiser. Many are wondering whether Donald Trump will participate in the primary's first debate in August. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel says Trump has not yet indicated what he's going to do. This follows reports the former president has considered skipping one or both of the first two Republican primary debates. McDaniel also defended the party's decision to require participants in the first debate to sign a so-called loyalty pledge to support the party's eventual nominee, despite public outcry from some candidates worried about being forced to back Trump. Republican presidential candidate Chris Christie is pushing back on that loyalty pledge, calling it a useless idea. He also referenced that Trump did not rule out an independent run for president at a debate in Cleveland. Jake, I'm going to go back to 2016 again and say I'm going to take the pledge just as seriously as Donald Trump took it in 2016. As you'll remember, Reince Priebus had to go up to Trump Tower to get him to sign it, to ask him to do so. He did. And then we went to a subsequent debate and we were all asked if we would reaffirm our support of whoever the nominee was going to be by raising our hand. There were 10 of us on the stage. Nine of us raised our hands. The one who didn't was Donald Trump. Um, and so I'll take the pledge in 2024 just as seriously as Donald Trump took the pledge in 2016. Christie added that he would, quote, do what was needed to be up on the stage to try to save my party and save my country from going down the road of being led by three-time loser Donald Trump. The first presidential primary debate is set to take place August 23rd in Milwaukee. President Joe Biden returned to his political roots on Saturday as he kicked off his re-election campaign. The president, who has long relied on union support, addressed a rally of union workers in Philadelphia. This comes as the AFL-CIO, the largest labor group in the country, formally endorsed the president for a second term. Biden went on to speak about women's dignity and respect. A job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about, baby, look at your child and say, honey, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it. That's what this is about. He was right, and I'm determined to make it a reality. Biden got emotional, saying he was honored by the labor group's endorsement. The AFL-CIO represents 12.5 million members and 60 affiliated unions. 
Now, Biden will highlight his plan on climate change when he makes a campaign swing through Northern California this week. He's expected to unveil a major program to help communities, especially those in coastal regions, become more resilient to extreme weather and other impacts of climate change. The trip comes less than a week after four major environmental groups, including the Sierra Club, endorsed the president's re-election bid. Courting climate and environmental justice groups was a large part of Biden's last campaign. We have some very exciting news. I am just thrilled. We have a new friend on the couch with us that we want to introduce y'all to. Yeah, we've got Shelby Roberts here. She's going to be the new uh, co-anchor with Katie in the mornings. And we're just so excited to finally get get you in here. And I hear it's a birthday party here at Live 5. I tell you, I came at the right day. That's right. We may have Kate. I think you're bringing We'll just say it's your Kate. My Kate. I brought donuts earlier to try to buy people off. So I think that might have helped with the birthday celebrations as well. I'm so excited to be with you guys. You're coming from Illinois. So tell us a little bit about everything. Yeah, well, I took the short 14-hour drive with my dad coming from <laughs> Illinois at a station up there. And I'm so, so grateful Yay! to be joining the team. You guys have been more than welcoming over the course of time. So I'm coming by way of Illinois, but I'm actually originally from Michigan, graduated from the University of Michigan. You're seeing some photos of All baby right, we got the Shelby. throwbacks. Yes, These the are throwbacks nice. <laughs> that you guys will get. So graduated from the University of Michigan. And then actually, I'm no stranger to South Carolina. My first job, this picture right here that you just saw, was me as a multimedia journalist down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I started there, and then I got an opportunity to also be a multimedia journalist in Savannah, Georgia. So the hurricanes, all of the fun weather, the humidity, I'm no stranger. Yeah, well, we we like Savannah, and we've had good times in Myrtle Beach. Uh, Now now we're uh, we're in between. between. That's that's the best spot to be. I tell you, the low country is so beautiful, and the southern hospitality is so, so real. So everybody has been so, so wonderful with bringing the southern charm. Arm. Here we go. This is a little bit of extra fun, too. So not only is the journalism Aww. side near and dear to my heart, I do a lot of community events with the kids. I love our local babies. So this was in central Illinois, How where cool. I was both a morning anchor mm-hmm. and then promoted to an evening anchor. Uh, so being involved with the kids, yeah. education, they're so, so important. And, and I love it dearly. What are you most excited about? being here oh the beaches i was a water guppy in my yeah. last okay. life so i've yeah. already been to two beaches i think in the last no week way. or so okay so you know i just i there love to go. absorb people have been yeah. so so kind and i'm excited just to meet the rest of the team and hang out with you guys too well in just the last like the week or so that you've been here you've already been to so many events already oh, all over the place. you've been all probably over. to more events in the last week than i have and i it's love it you get to have the, uh, hit the ground running so yeah. juneteenth events shout out to right. the folks over at hanahan amphitheater i was able to go see CeeLo green and good mom and a couple other events too. So it's been a lot of fun. And you'll be on the desk officially beginning tomorrow. Tomorrow. I've got my Coca-Cola for my caffeine. I'll be ready to rock and roll with you guys. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Welcome. Did you know the famous orange cat making his debut on this date in 1978? If you said Garfield, you would be correct. The lasagna-loving, Monday-hating orange cat was born on this date in the kitchen of Mama Leone's Italian restaurant. Also celebrating birthdays today, rocker Ann Wilson from Heart is 73. Paula Abdul is 61. Singer Scott Avett of the Avett Brothers is 47. Actor Zoe Saldana is 45. And rapper Macklemore is 41. That's it for Morning Y'all on this Monday. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News.